How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. We can fly off into the sunset together A rusty old American dream Still running A rusty old American dream Yes, indeed, we will help you keep it running thanks to the help we get from time to time from Nick Stoffel, who is an ASC certified technician at Lloyd's Automotive on beautiful Grand Avenue in St. Paul. Uh, like you, Dan, you're lucky. I'm sure you love working on that avenue, don't you? It is a beautiful place to be. It really is. Yeah, a great shop. Uh, Nick is here, as uh, you know, from time to time. Uh, Dan's taking some time off. But if you have any kind of car care question, now is uh, your chance to uh, to ask Nick that, uh, either by phone or by text. Let me. Uh, we've cleared the lines. So uh, let's get to it, Nick. 651-989-9226 or uh, send Nick a text, 81807. You and I were talking when we were grabbing some coffee before we came into the studio about uh, um, ABS brake systems. And uh, if if that system goes out in a vehicle, can you still use your brakes like the old old days? Yeah, the, the anti-lock braking system uh, is designed to keep you from skidding, obviously, just like a t- traction control system to prevent us from spinning that tire. So you still have the mechanical aspect of the braking, but if you're on a wet road, an icy road, a dirt road, and the speed is too much to make that stop, and you start to lock up those tires or those wheels, the car's computer system will manage that and give you a more efficient or a better way of stopping. I was—I didn't tell you this, but I was talking to my son, Tony, whom you know, and uh, he said he's noticed in his old truck that when he turns sometimes, even going really slowly, he feels that, that pulse, that uh, the ABS kicking in. What would cause a, a ABS system to go bad? Well, likely there are... In most cases, there's sensors at each wheel, and those sensors deal with the harsh weather conditions, uh, the brake dust, the temperatures. So sometimes some debris or some condensation can get in there and damage that sensor. Um, And in that case, what happens is as you're turning or slowing down, the computer sees one of the wheels turning at a different rate than the other, so it thinks something's wrong. So to protect you and itself, it's going to activate that system. Oh, okay. All right. 651-989-9226 if you want to call in your car care question. Otherwise, why don't you send Nick a text at 81807. Now, you guys always have to be tested as as technicians and mechanics. Uh, every so often does that happen to be you have to kind of re, re get retested. Well, I'm glad you brought that up because mine expires this June. Oh, you're kidding. I didn't know that. And it's every five years. There's eight different basic test, and then there's an advanced performance test. And I have them all. I've passed them all. I've never failed one. Okay. But uh, I get nervous. Well, who wouldn't? Well, you know, it's, uh, it's a little, it's a, it's a, a couple days worth of testing. and Takes uh, that long, huh? Well, you, they do it uh, in uh, segmented, so sure. you can only do so much at a time. I'd yeah, rather do it sure. all at once and be done with it. But 
Uh, but yes, yeah, so I got mine coming up this summer, and if all goes well, I'll still be employed. I can still come down here, and you can tell them that my ASC master's legitimately, yeah, legitimately. Uh, but yeah, no, it's every five years we require all of our technicians to have all eight of them and the advanced testing. So we have uh, guys constantly taking their tests. Dan himself has it, myself, and then the eight other technicians. So we. Uh, so everybody has to go through that there at Lloyd's. Everyone does, and it's it's you know D- Dan will say. That just because you have them all doesn't mean that you necessarily can fix a car, but if you're lacking those disciplines, it would make him concerned. Yeah, wow. So it's uh, it's a standard that we have. Well, you're like a doctor. Well, kind of for a car. We don't know much about people, but cars we got covered. All right. Uh, I want the reason I asked you about that, and we'll get to uh, some calls and text messages uh, uh, about. Uh, uh, these hybrid cars that have come along the past ten years or so, how many years. Uh, do you guys have? Do you work on a lot of these uh, hybrid type vehicles? Absolutely, and you know, we've been to continuing that on them, even like the light diesels and some of the the imports that offer a, a diesel engine. Uh, we do require um, a couple of our guys have taken the ASC testing for those vehicles in the past. So we have certified people with the hybrid vehicles, with the light diesels, and then whatever else comes down the road. But is it uh, is it more difficult or? It's about different. The same. You it's know, just different. The, the example would be, you know, 50 years ago, cars had points. Yes. And then we came with, you know. And, lots of, and lots of room to work on. <laughs> lots of room to work on. <laughs> and you could open the hood and have a lunch in there. That's right. Uh, but, you know, there was points and then there was fuel injection. And then there's all these different evolutions of the vehicle. And, you know, most repair facilities have their staff taking training on a regular basis. So as these technologies become more common, we're prepared for it, you know, between the tooling and the educations, all the resources online. So um, it's still nuts and bolts. Yeah. They still lefty-loosey, righty-tighty. you got to remember that. But there is a little more thinking involved, a little more technology involved with that. 651-989-9226. Let's uh, go to the phones. Uh, Al is in Burnsville with a question. Go ahead, Al. Thank you. Good morning. Thanks for taking my call. Mm-hmm. I have a 2015 Ford Edge, and in the morning when you start up, and the first start sign you come to or you want to slow down and you touch the brakes, they're extremely sensitive. They'll just about put you through the windshield. I was in, took it into the dealer, and the dealer said that's normal or there's nothing they can do about it. But it after they've warmed up a little better, if you use them two or three times, then they seem to be okay. But first couple of times, you got to be real careful, or you just put yourself right through the front. Well, what, one thing I'd be curious to try is when you first start the vehicle and you first start to move, maybe drag the brakes a little bit. Maybe you're getting some condensation, some surface rust, something on those surfaces that when you come to your first stop and you they, they really clinch down. So what, what I'm recommending as you're backing out of the garage, out of the driveway, ride the brake a little bit. You know, I mean, don't, I'm not talking about going to block. I'm just talking about those first 10, 20, 30 feet. Ride those brakes, let them try to clean themselves up, and then see what happens when you come to your first stop on your regular driving cycle. If you find that that seems to be taking care of it, I know it seems silly, but maybe you get a different set of brake pads on there. Maybe there's something in the material of those brake pads that's making that clinch down and make it uncomfortable for you. This is not normal, though, right? No, no. you should not come to a stop and have the car try to, you know, force you through the windshield. No, you, you don't no, need that. No. Yeah, well, I'm taking it into the dealer, and uh, you'd think that they'd change the brake pads because it, it's really, I've tried dragging, and that does help some. 
Well, the the other thing too, you can leave the vehicle overnight with them, so they can be the first people of the day to drive it, so they can experience that. Um, and you know, it's just it's with communication. I, I assure you, the folks at the dealership want you to be safe, want you to be happy with your vehicle because they want you as a return customer. Um, so just maybe give them a little more um, opportunity, maybe stress a little bit more that's really frustrating and worrisome for you. Um, and I'm sure you'll find the help that you need. Good deal. Nick, we have to take a quick break. More show to come. Now, Nick's going to be with us till about 745 when Jack Farrell comes in here. So if you do have a car care type of question, don't wait. Uh, give us a call now or send us a text now so we can fit it all in within the time frame. 651-989-9226. Text is 81807. 39 degrees in the Twin Cities, going for a high today of around 54. You stay tuned to 830 WCCO. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Hey, good morning. Welcome back to this portion of CCO's Car Care Show. Denny Long here with Nick Stoffel from Lloyd's Automotive in St. Paul. Let us know, uh, Nick, where you guys are located exactly there. Well, as you said, we're in St. Paul. We're on lovely Grand Avenue, two blocks east of Lexington Parkway. Um, so if you're out for a nice stroll, stop by and say hi. Yeah. Um, if you ever need to call us, we're at 651 651- Two two eight one three one six, and if you're in front of your computer, we're at LloydsAutomotive.net, and that's L L O Y D S Automotive.net. Are you on duty today? I will be there at eight oh six. Okay, very good. <laughs> we'll check on that. All right, let's go back to the phones. We have texters and phone callers. Let's help them out, uh, Nick. Uh, Rob in Forest Lake has been waiting. Uh, go ahead, Rob. Yeah. Good morning. Uh, I've got an O two Chev Express van and. Uh, the driver's window keeps popping the fuse, Thirty, uh, I think it's a 25-amp fuse. Not the passenger window, just the driver's window. So the first and easiest thing to check is the wiring in the door jam. Obviously, we open and close all the doors in our vehicle, but the driver's door gets more use. It's not uncommon to see the wiring become fatigued and exposed from that uh, installation. And if two, tire, two wires touch, you're going to pop a fuse. So I would... Check there. It's the easiest thing you can do. If not, that door panel's coming off, and you need to check to see if there's a short inside that motor itself. Okay. Good luck with that, Rob. 651-989-9226. Let's go to Andover. Sue is there. Sue, you're on with Nick. Hi. Oh, good morning. Morning. I have an 09 Buick Lucerne, and it wouldn't start yesterday. It would just it, you know turn over, but it wouldn't pop on. And so I had it towed into the dealership, and then they called and said the circuit breaker board. Does that sound right? Yeah, there's a fuse panel, or there's a different circuit boards or, or modules. Yeah, well, they said it was fried, so they had to put a new one, which is over 650 bucks. What caused that? Good question. Um, I, you know, depending on what module or what circuit board went bad, I suspect maybe they're talking about the body control module. Um, and unfortunately, it's kind of like your desktop computer. I mean, at one point in time, something happens in the circuit board. Is it condensation? Is it moisture? Was it a, a, a load on it? Or did the logic part, you know, the, the thinking part of that module just go bad? It's, it's hard to say. Um, it does unfortunately happen, and unfortunately it's expensive. Uh, but I would trust what their findings are, and uh, I would go ahead with that. Okay, very good. Thank you. Good luck with that, uh, Sue. Uh, let's see, who's next? Uh, Peter is calling from Waverly. Peter, you on with Nick here on CCO. Yes, I have a 2000 Ford Expedition. I shut the key off, and there was a motor still running underneath the hood. 
and so I eventually had to unhook the ABS. Uh, the light was also on at that point. Does that represent a major cost when? Well, if, if it is that ABS pump that's running, it sounds like that's what it was, you know, based on the fact that once you unplugged it, it, it changed. So I suspect there's something wrong with that pump. Um, they can be expensive. Uh, you said the 2000, so it's old enough you might be able to find a, a good quality used one, um, which would definitely save some money. Careful on that, though, because a lot of times with the ABS, you want to make sure you get all that old fluid out of there. So if you do end up with a used one, make sure that somebody does flush out the fluid to ensure they don't create more problems for yourself. Mm, good point. All right, Peter. Uh, we're going to get some text messages your way, but John in Minnetonka has been waiting. Uh, thank you, John. What's your question, please? Yes, thank you. I have a 2003 Chevrolet Tahoe with about 180,000 miles on it, and I'm wondering if there's some sort of rule of thumb or when a person might decide to change shock absorbers. You know, that's a very good question. Um, manufacturers... Uh, aftermarket companies, a lot of them would say 75, 100,000 miles. As you know, they've worked fine. I will tell you, however, if you do replace them after that kind of mileage, you're going to be amazed at how well the vehicle drives. It's one of those things, kind of like tires or wiper blades, that slowly deteriorate. We don't really realize it until we replace them. And then we say, wow, I should have done this last year. It would have been a much better ride. So, um, at that mileage, they're due. I mean, they may not be leaking, but they've definitely lost their ability to dampen and keep the vehicle firmly uh, connected to the to the roadway. It affects tire wear and then the ride for you and, and your passenger. So at that mileage, I'm sure they're due. Um, my opinion is you get over 100,000 miles, you start to look at tire tread wear. You know, we test drive the vehicle, we get a feel for the ride. Obviously, jousting the vehicle, see how well it rebounds looking for a leak. There's a lot of different clues to let you know when they're due, um, but it's kind of a case-by-case situation. 651-989-9226 if you want to call in your question for Nick or uh, send Nick a text, 81807. We have a bunch of those too, Nick. Uh, how do you, you have to help me with this. What do you know about the Ford Focus DCT auto transmission? Good, bad, okay. How hard are the clutches to change? DCT, what is that? I'm assuming we're talking about a, a, a CVT, CVT, CVT transmission. Um, you know, they, they've been around. They're in snowmobiles. You know, it's a kind of the, okay. the concept of, of that where you have a constant variable varying ra- ratio. So it doesn't really shift. It, it, you always just kind of keep going. Um, you know, it's something that they've been able to develop to handle the weight and the stress of an automobile. They're, smaller cars are more common in this case. Uh, we don't see a whole lot of issues with them. Uh, there's usually a service interval with some fluid that needs to be maintained. Uh, but to this point, I think they're pretty they're pretty good. Oh, okay. Good. Very good. We have more texts and more callers. There is a line open if you want to fill it, 651-989-9226. Or if you like, uh, send Nick a text, 81807-81807. We'll take a break. We have more show to come. Don't forget, uh, uh, Jack Farrell begins his uh, wine show at 745 this morning. And when uh, Nick takes his leave. So if you do have a car care question, bring it to us right now. If you like, take a look at your home's windows. Do you see damaged or warped or broken sashes or frames? Maybe some of the panes have mold buildup. Maybe your heating bill this heating season has been higher than before. Maybe it's time for new windows, like those Season Guard windows from Lindus Construction. 
Finest window replacement systems for your home. The only window to receive the Energy Star three years in a row. Made for our kind of climate here in Minnesota. The finest window replacement system with more glass. That's another thing than any other replacement window. You're going to enjoy maintenance-free, custom-fit replacement windows, reduce heating and cooling costs, federal tax credit for energy-efficient improvements, lifetime warranties. This is amazing. On all moving parts, lifetime, on the workmanship, on glass breakage for life, seal failure, and finish. And right now, this starting Monday, the 1st of May, you're going to get 75% off installation labor on season guard windows. Some restrictions apply. Just go to lindusconstruction.com. Or give them a call at 1-800-LEAFGUARD. 39 degrees in the Twin Cities in the midst of our car care show. Uh, Nick Stoffel in for Dan this morning. And, uh, Nick, we've got uh, callers. We have folks on the line and texters as well. Let's see if we can get uh, everybody helped out here. Howard in Eden Prairie is first. Good morning, Howard. Good morning. How can we help you? Uh, uh, yes, I have a 2000 Toyota Sienna van. It has about 184,000 miles on it. And uh, we have a power door on our passenger side, and when the when we open the power or when we open the door and it gets ready to shut, it automatically opens up again, back and forth, back and forth, like there's something in the way, but there's nothing in the way of it of the sensor. Yeah, that, which is a great feature because we don't want any kids getting squished. But the, most likely, the resistance, something on that track is sending. You know, most of those systems are designed off like an amp current drain or a, a draw. So as it sees the current change on that motor, it sees it working a little bit harder, it thinks something's wrong. So it's going to quickly revert back to reverse. So unfortunately, you probably need to take that into your, your shop or your mechanic. They can get in there with the voltmeter, amp meter, do some testing you know, with the wiring diagram and figure out exactly why and how that's happening. Um, th- once the car is locked and the door is shut, I don't think you have any worries as far as um, – the door opening, um, you also might have to use it just manually if you don't want to get that feature fixed. So I, th- I, th- I don't think it's the end of the world, um, but if you like that feature, you probably need to take it into your mechanic. All right. Very good. Thanks, Howard. Uh, Dave in Plymouth is next on CCO. Hi, Dave. Yeah, hi. What's going on there? Well, I have a 98 GMC Savannah van. It's a conversion van. And when it rains real hard, the car will turn over, but it won't fire. It doesn't seem to be getting fuel. And at the same time that that happens, uh, the gas gauge buries past full and sticks there. Once the car dries, sits for a couple of days and dries out, then suddenly it starts to work again. Well, it sounds to me that, you know, my first thought when you said it, it's not getting fuel. I wonder if, you know, a suggestion might be next time you're cranking, you know, maybe later this weekend or the next week when it's raining, it won't start. Have somebody just go back by the tailpipe to make sure they don't smell any fuel. If you don't smell any fuel, you're right on. You're not getting any fuel when it's wet. So something with the computer system, you mentioned that the, the gauge goes up to the high point there. So something with one of those control modules might be getting wet or there's some condensation in there causing it to short out. Once it dries out, it works again. So first make sure, in fact, there is no smell of fuel at the tailpipe. If there is a smell of fuel, you're probably lacking spark, which would be more common when something gets wet. So a couple little steps for you. Once you've determined that, once it dries out, take it to your your regular mechanic there and share that information with him. That will help him determine what's going on. All right, very good, Dave. Uh, let's go to uh, John, who's calling from uh, St. Paul. Good morning, John. Yes, good morning. Thank you. 
I have an 02 uh, Chevrolet Astro van, and I uh, just recently had the front pads replaced. And uh, when I'm driving along uh, in the city, mostly I notice all of a sudden the uh, brakes get applied, and I can feel it pulling to the left. Am I reasonably sure that the left front uh, sensor on the ABS is the one that's faulty? No, if it's pulling, you have something more mechanically wrong. Like, uh, first example could be the slides or the piston within the caliper are not releasing properly, or something maybe with that brake hose. Sometimes a brake hose can become collapsed, so when we push down on the brake pedal, we can force the fluid into the caliper, but when we let our foot up and the fluid naturally comes back out of the caliper, if that hose is collapsing, it might not allow that, creating a pulling situation. So, my suggestion is if you just had the brake work done, go back to that place, share that experience with them, and I think within short order they should be able to pinpoint the problem for you. All right, good, good advice. Thanks, John. Uh, Tim is probably going to be our last caller from New Brighton. Uh, good morning, Tim. Good morning, guys. I've got a 2014 Hyundai Santa Fe with 20,000 miles on it. I just had it in for an oil change, and the service tech recommended fuel induction service. And I was a little curious, you know, for a car being this new or a vehicle being this new, is that something that's really necessary? And if so, how often should that be done? So there's a lot of maintenance items that people and places recommend. Depending on the condition of the particular vehicle, the opinion's going to vary. One thing we always recommend here is you follow the owner's manual which is a very good guide on what should be done and what mileage. It's not necessarily, you know, these books are written for cars that are sold all across the country. So it varies depending on your drive cycle, your driving habits, the, the area that you live in. So it's a strict guideline. But I would follow what they say. Um, the, the, the field systems, field induction cleanings are very nice maintenance. Does it need it at that short interval? I don't think so, but I didn't see the vehicle. So I don't want to speak poorly of anyone's opinion, but um, – you know, it's maintenance, so I don't want to downplay maintenance, but sometimes maintenance can be maybe over-recommended. Mm. All right. Very good. Nick, we've got to grab some text messages, and you're going to be back next week, right? I'll be back. I'm going to save what we don't get to today. We'll start the show with those. Uh, Texter says, when I back out of the garage in the morning, it sounds like something in my rear wheel is grinding and crunching. What could that be? I think you probably know the answer to this one. Well, is it? A little rust on the brake rotors? Well, that, but you know when in the summertime when the city or the county puts down these little pebbles? Those can get in too, can't they? And if they Occasionally. And if they haven't cleaned the streets from winter yet, yes. you can also get more of that debris. So two things, either a little okay. debris getting caught up in that caliper pad area or a little bit of surface rust collecting on those brake rotors. And they get rid of the rust as you uh, step on the brakes. Step on the brake, look yeah, clean up. Use it, use them done. Uh, let's see. Uh, Texter did say this uh, about that earlier vehicle where you thought it was a CVT. Yep. He said it would, it's a dual clutch transmission, DCT, and uh, like some of the vehicles have. A lot of vehicles have. Yeah, that. yeah. There's mo- I don't know anything good or bad about them, but... No, it's well, once again, back to technology. As they evolve, uh, the car makers are pretty good at proving things out before they just throw it into a vehicle because they don't want a bunch of recalls or warranty work. So we still don't see a lot of that because it's newer technology. Um, but once again, it's in the smaller, lighter vehicles. I wouldn't be too worried about it. All right, a lot of, of, of brake issues uh, today. It's interesting how sometimes it skews this way or that. Um, Nick, I have a 2008 Nissan Altima. Every time I start it, there is a, a single clunk sound. 
I brought it to the dealer and a mechanic, and nobody seems to know what the sound is. I replaced the starter thinking that was it, but it wasn't. It happens just as the engine catches. It does not uh, make the sound when the engine is warm. So a cold engine, something shifting. Is there a, a worn motor mount or a transmission mount? Um, the starter is a good play there, but also the, hopefully when the starter was removed, somebody carefully inspected the the flywheel or the, the teeth on the flywheel to make sure that the, they're clean and crisp so that way when the starter engages, there's no extra noise there. Um, it's one of those tough things. You know, it's the hardest part about what we do is those intermittent issues. Yes, yes. Um, experiences everything. So ho- hopefully somebody will put their ear to it and get a, get a good sense of what's going on. And we have time for one more text uh, before we let you go. Uh, to do, I have a Volvo 2014 XC90. Sometimes when I hit the brakes, it pulls to the right a little. Any ideas what that might be? Kind of like a previous caller, too. Yeah, that's pretty new to really have an issue with the brake um, caliper or the brake hose. But one thing that may have happened, you know, it's a new vehicle. It doesn't mean that a little debris did not get caught up in the slides that those pads ride in. I think the next time you're in for service, have them pull the wheel. Look at the condition of the brake pads. I doubt that they're worn out, but are they wearing evenly is the question I have. Because if the pads sit a little bit sideways... When you apply the brakes, that piece is going to catch before the rest of it, making it want to favor that that side. So the next time that car's in, pull the wheels, take a close look at the brakes, make sure they're wearing evenly. If you want to go see Nick today, he'll be at Lloyd's till noon. Until noon. 8.06 till noon. 8.06 till noon. That's my All shift right. today. So. How do we get in touch with you guys? Uh, by phone, 651-228-1316. If you're online, it's lloydsautomotive.net, and that's L-L-O-Y-D-S automotive.net. And for our texters, Nick, that did not get in today, I'm going to save these. We'll print these out. We'll get the show underway with those next week. Absolutely. Good deal. Thank you. Nick Stoffel from Lloyd's Automotive on beautiful Grand Avenue in St. Paul. Nice day, 39, and mostly cloudy here in the Twin Cities. I think this is probably going to be the best day of the weekend to get outside. Uh, Jack Farrell's just around the corner with another edition of our Wine Chat, so stay tuned. Here in the Twin Cities, again, 39 degrees on CCO. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ucalypt speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.